Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes were inspired by a couple children's cartoons and a med school interview. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. I have three little boys, uh, aged eight, five, and three, and they are balls of fire. They're just absolute terrors. Fantastic kids, don't get me wrong, but super high energy. So my wife and I, about a year ago, started doing Friday night movie nights. So we'd pick, you know, kids' movies, kids' cartoons, whatever they are, and, you know, just chill out on Friday night, long week, have a good time, grab some popcorn, and, and relax with the boys. And it's amazing the quality of children's cartoons, right? Not, not only is the film quality fantastic, not only is the story fantastic, but the experience as a whole is unbelievable. And, and the intensity and depth that the, that the producers go into with the storylines is, is incredible. I mean, shows like Lion King. I saw Lion King when I was younger, and yeah, great show, whatever, and it's fun. But as an adult, looking back on these stories, you realize how amazing they are. When, uh, when my boys saw the film Moana, Fantastic Disney movie. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's one of my favorite movies, in fact. Moana is a story about uh, this girl, Moana, who's a Polynesian princess and, you know, or not princess, whatever you want to call her, daughter of the chief. And the aging father, classic fable, right? Aging father clinging desperately to these uh, cultural traditions. And Moana is this, you know, rough and tumble young girl who wants to explore and wants the other things. And it ends up that the the village is in trouble and the father does not understand what needs to be done to save the village. So Moana, of course, picks up the mantle and, and goes and saves saves the village. It's a fantastic story. I, I can't do it justice in the short amount of time here, but it's one of those just incredibly rich. She thinks back, back on her past. She finds out who she is as a person. Maui, who's played by The Rock, is a demigod and he comes in and he redeems himself in the in the eyes of the gods which is fantastic because he had fallen out of favor and of course moana goes on to succeed redeems a goddess saves her whole village it's fantastic and my boys and my boys for the months following seeing this first off they wanted to watch it every single day which i kind of got a kick out of obviously we couldn't watch a feature-length film every day but they'd want to watch little snips of it and they would do things they'd run around the backyard did i run as fast as moana or did I, did I, you know, dig in this hole as fast as Moana? Am I as strong as Moana? They loved Moana. And I don't care that she's a girl or woman, whatever it is. They, they were so inspired by this character, which I thought was great. Same thing with The Lion King. Lion King's a fantastic movie, much more classic film since they did the live action. But the point is, after watching the response that my boys had to these Disney fables it really struck me that Disney films and children films in general are really where children learn cultural values things like Moana right bravery and integrity and strength and power and honesty these are all things that children are learning the value of through these movies I mean, honesty is an easy thing when you're raising children. Hey, look, are you lying or not? But courage is a very difficult thing to instill and inspire, right? And that's 
what we get out of these movies now. This used to be something that was passed down through our oral traditions. In, in all cultures, we used to have fantastic oral traditions before we had formal writing. That's how you knew who you were. and That's how you understood the values of the small group of people that you existed in, right? You'd have chiefs or, or leaders or, or warriors, whatever it was. And people would learn of their actions and they'd learn of, you know, the, the aging father who gets redeemed and the young, you know, warrior who saves people or the person who's a, a backstabber like Scar in The Lion King. All of these different things played out in these oral traditions where people would understand about their culture, understand about who they were or what their place was in the world, what things were good and what things were bad. And we don't have that anymore. And part of the problem is that Disney does such a great job with it. They really do. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine a story that I could tell from my life to my boys that would inspire them nearly as much as watching the Moana movie. I just don't have it in me. I don't have the depth of understanding of storytelling. I don't have the, all, of the, all of the pieces to put them together. Sure, I could probably put together a story, maybe a 10-minute story that might have one of the 50 pieces that, that Disney produced in the, Moana, in the Moana film. But I don't have all of them, right? I'm just I'm not that good. I mean, they put millions and millions of dollars into creating the story and you absolutely get that value out of it. That's how amazing Moana is. But the biggest problem is that this story is too good. It's, it works out too well. Right? We teach our children, and even adults, you know, the, the whole concept of the Hollywood ending. We teach people that things work out well. Now, yes, there are some dramas where things don't work out that well. That's fine. But not that many of them. And we get the stories primarily from Hollywood. Yes, there are books, and, and books are fantastic, but fewer people read than watch movies. And fewer people read these serious types of, of kind of oral traditions and histories and whatnot. But the point is, we get a lot, especially in our younger years, from film. And the film is too good to be replaced with anything your parents can do. And it's lacking in real world experience. Because the real world is not like Moana. But there's a disconnect between young people and adults with this. I I was not any different than anyone else when I was younger. I didn't listen to my parents that much. And my dad and mom obviously had important things to tell me. And occasionally I listened, occasionally I didn't. Recently I was talking to my dad about med school admissions. My dad almost flunked out of high school and ended up going to Vietnam right away, right out of high school. And he went in to the army and he became a helicopter pilot, as did my uncle. And he has never really told me a lot about Vietnam. But recently, he did tell me a little bit about it, just because he was talking about med school admissions. And so he came back from Vietnam and decided he wanted to be a doctor. He went to a junior college, then ended up going to UC Davis, and then applied for med school. And 
he went on several interviews and ended up ultimately going to UCSF medical school. He's a very skilled doctor, very intelligent man. But in one of the interviews, the interviewer asked him, hey, what, what do you think about the idea of euthanasia? Is there any situation where you could support as a doctor helping somebody to pass? And he thought about it and he said, I could, I could see a situation. And of course, it's, it's one of those moral traps, right? If you give somebody agency in the determination of their life, as a doctor, or do you just say, hey, I'm here to only do good, and good means I keep you alive as long as possible. And, and again, he said, yes, I could, I could see my way to that. And of course, she loses. She says, well, let me get this right. You're telling me in the state of California and this medical school that if we allowed you to come here and study and you became a doctor, you would help people die. That's what you're telling me. And he leans back in his chair and he said, you know, when I was in Vietnam, a helicopter pilot I knew got shot down and the helicopter crashed and it broke the guy's legs and he was trapped under it. He couldn't get out and the Viet Cong were coming for him and he knew this and he radioed in and requested a napalm drop and the reason he did it is because he knew he was going to die. He knew that he could not be rescued. And he knew that if the Viet Cong got a hold of him, his ending would be horrific. There was no chance for redemption. And so he asked to have ships come in and drop napalm, scorch the crash site, maybe take out some Viet Cong, but take him out and spare him the pain that he knew he would inevitably go through. And they did it. And my dad told this to the interviewer. And the interviewer leaned back and just said, I think you're going to be a very, very good doctor. And he told me this recently. And as difficult as it was to absorb the story, after I let it settle in a little bit, the thing I realize is how much of real world experiences I have missed hearing from my dad because I've been engaged in fanciful Hollywood make-belief. And that's the thing about real world lessons, real world traditions. They are based in the real world. And the real world is not a Disney movie. It is not Moana. It is not The Lion King. But it's important. It's important, and we don't give it a chance anymore. We don't look to our grandparents and great-grandparents, and even our parents, to understand on a deeper level what their life has been like and what we can glean from it. We don't ask them. We don't request, hey, could we, could we set aside some time in the next month or so and just talk? I just want to know, you know, what your upbringing was like. I want to know what college was like. I want to know what your young adult life was like. We don't ask these questions. And what an enormous loss. 
because I think if more people did, they not only would understand their parents so much more deeply, but I think they would understand the world that they're occupying and they'd understand different ways to navigate it. So if you have a chance and you're fortunate enough to have parents that you can talk to, perhaps consider just talking to them. Just at the very least saying, hey, could we, could we set aside some time? I don't want to talk about school. I don't want to talk about friends. I want to talk about you. I want to know you, who you were and who you are because that'll help me better understand who I am and who I want to be. And on that note, go out and crush it. Thanks for listening.